Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. With you again today, MTI team. Here we are. I know. (laughs) We've worked together too long, you all. Too long. We're finishing each other's sentences. Uh, Can you believe it? We're uh, getting ready to end 2023. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A few more weeks. Yeah. Just a couple more weeks here. Unbelievable. It has been a wild ride, my friends. Mm -hmm. 2023. Yeah. Are you looking forward to 24? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yes. I am. You, you know, you can't go backwards, right? So all you got to do is look forward. <laughs> yeah. It's you, true. You don't want to stop. <laughs> that brings up a whole lot of other issues. <laughs> it's kind of like, I, I think I have a tendency to do that, you know, where I'm like, I'm talking with somebody and maybe they're new at an organization or something. I'm like, oh, so you liking it so far? I mean, like, what do you expect them to say? No, it's terrible. You know, but <laughs> same thing here, right? Are we looking forward to 2024? Nope, not at all. I'm going to stay in 2023. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I just talk. Oh, the clock just keeps ticking, doesn't it? Yes. It keeps ticking. Yes. It does. Yeah. It does. So we just transitioned out of uh, what was a really fun series. We we talked about the confident professional, really looking through the, the scope of that self-perception composite of the EQI 2.0. And so for these last few episodes of the year, um, we're not necessarily going to be in a series, but we're going to talk about a couple things that that tend to, to come up frequently, uh, I think, in, in some of the training conversations that, that at least I've had, and I think you all have shared enough with that as oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, episode one of our podcast, and now we're on like, I think I think today's going to be like episode 113, something wow. like that. Uh, so wow. I know, can you believe it? Um, but episode one, we talked about differences make the difference. Do y'all remember that one? I do. Yeah. Yes. It was kind of just an introduction of us, right? I mean, we were all just talking about ourselves. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And talking about uh, some of the differences that Mm -hmm. we have just internally on our small team of three here. Yep. But uh, really having that small but mighty um, uh, power in our team of three. And, you know, what's interesting is I often hear in trainings this whole concept of those, some of those differences whether it be uh, primarily usually the generational differences, uh, but that's making it so difficult in workplaces for people. And I I guess I want to address that in this particular episode and really kind of rip that Band-Aid off and help helping us recognize that maybe it's not necessarily the the generations piece of it maybe it's in how we look at it yeah well that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> so tell yeah. me what do you well, all think yeah you know i we always run the risk anytime that we and and you see this with other things too like um you know temperament assessments you know mm-hmm. like if you've ever done true colors it groups people right and so uh, when we start talking about generational differences, that too groups people. And if we're not careful, we can really jump to conclusions and make a lot of assumptions and we can discriminate and we can kind of stereotype folks all based on, you know, what generation you happen to belong to. For me, I think it's, 
Yes, there are differences in terms of how we grew up, right? We we were just laughing a little bit mm. earlier where, you know, we used to have to grow your food. Right? What? You had to, you had to <laughs> plant a seed and you had to wait all summer long before you got a harvest, right? <laughs> and now you can get on your little phone, right? And you can call DoorDash and have something delivered in 10 minutes, uh. right? So it's, again, we all need food, right? We all need that nourishment, but how we go about doing that for ourselves is oftentimes where the difference is. So for me, when we talk talking about generational differences, I think it's about pushing beyond those mm-hmm. and really looking at the commonalities that we have, mm-hmm. maybe as, a, as opposed to maybe some of these differences. That's just my, yeah, you my know, personal thought. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we laugh sometimes about, you know, when we are kind of falling into our own bucket um, and laugh at ourselves. And differences are just that. They're just they're just different. They're not right or wrong, just different. And I think, you know, in thinking about working with a variety, a beautiful variety of people, mm-hmm. um, you know, not judging, mm-hmm. like release judgment. Um, of course, nobody thinks like you because nobody was raised exactly like you in in your exact situation. And even, you know, identical twins don't think the same things, you know. So it's it's a for me in thinking about that and the differences, um, it's it's about releasing the judgment. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great point, Ray, because I've had people in training sessions come up to me and say, you know, they immediately just start bashing, you know, this younger generation. Uh, you know, they have no work ethic. And I'm like, hold on a minute. They have a work ethic. It's just different than yours. Right. It doesn't right. mean that it's better. doesn't mean that it's worse, but it is different. They just approach the, their lives different. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we certainly, you know, I like what we said earlier when we start focusing on some of those commonalities. Maybe it will help put things in perspective again mm-hmm. that we're all just humans trying to do the best we know how to do. Right. Um, you know, and, and we know what we know until we know more or know better and then do better. Right. And thinking right. about Miss Maya Angelou and her quote there. And that's the reality. Like we we know what we grew up with and how we grew up and the way. And we often are operating out of, again, our own lens because that's all we know. But when we can start appreciating some of the the differences that other people are having and start opening our mindset up to thinking different ways, yeah. the possibilities are endless. Yeah. You know, I, you know, we, even the word difference. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to um, the exploration of, of, a, of a new way of looking at something. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, to me, I, I, yeah. I you know, it, yeah, we always just immediately go to the what's different as opposed to exploring the beautiful characteristics that come with all people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, we got we work with very talented people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's unique in their own way. Our our brains seek meaning. Mm-hmm. We look at a situation and we just try to make meaning out of it. Our brains don't seek truth. So, I mean, we have our own truth, mm-hmm. but. What's true? How often can can we relate this to like the workplace, right? We're in a work situation and we are constantly trying to uh, seek meaning in understanding why somebody else does something a little bit different. And the problem is we become so focused on on trying to make meaning out of that or try to validate a way in which we're operating that we don't just recognize, again, that human element of this is an individual just operating out of what they Mm -hmm. what they know. 
And so commonalities, right? When we start talking about con- commonalities, well, guess what? All of us want to come to work and we want to we want to find meaning there. I think, would that be something we could all agree on as human beings? I think so. And that would (laughs) cut across all generations, I think. You know, I mean, uh, I think about my daughter who's 25 and, you know, she really wanted to make a difference in the world in a certain way. So she, you know, really wants to focus on marine biology. Um, She wants that to be a meaningful uh, contribution that she makes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Me, as a close to 60-year-old, I want to do the same thing, right? I want to be able to to contribute in a meaningful way as well. So it doesn't matter what generation you're from. I think everybody has that desire for meaningful work. Yeah. You know, I, I tell my my participants in training sometimes, like, like, believe it or not, for the most part, people aren't coming. For the most part, people aren't coming to work to try and make your life miserable. They're just not. No. They're they're coming to work because they well, want to Well, there's a talk. few. There might be a few. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a yeah. few. I, you know, I think, you know, we would worry so much about what other people think of us if we really knew how little they did, meaning they're more focused on themselves. They don't have that kind of time to be spending on you and you and you and you. Mm -hmm. They're worried about themselves in that space. You know, and I think that that meaningfulness, I was sitting getting my hair cut this weekend and facing the the windows outside um, onto the sidewalk and just happened to be um, a person without a home, um, you know, wrapped up in multiple layers and just pacing up and down and up and down and walking through the parking lot. And, you know, it really made me reflect that every single person wants purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, and how when you lose that sense of purpose, you know, for whatever reason, you know, mental illness or, you know, just circumstance and, and you, you can't find that purpose that it does. And I think that, like you said, that's something we all have in common as, as humans. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That sense of purpose and that sense that search for meaningfulness. All right. I'll throw out another commonality okay. that I think that uh, cuts across generations. And that is that need for work-life balance. Mm. <laughs> right? I mean, if I'm going to spend the majority of my waking life with at work, then I, I want to have some balance, right, mm-hmm. between that and what's going on in my personal life at home. So, mm-hmm. I, I again, I think that definition is, is just, it's going to be different for everybody what that looks like, mm-hmm. right, what that balance looks like. But I think we all want it in some way. I value that so much here, you all. I just got to say that. Um, and after, as we've, we've a couple of weeks removed now, but coming out of the, the Thanksgiving um, holiday, really I think it, it that week really put in a lot of um, intentional reflection time for me in appreciating that we all on this team see that as such a high level of importance in work-life balance. And I see I see great role models in and both of you in demonstrating that and actually like living that out, too. So taking time off when you need to getting out of the office, you know, when it's time to be done with your day, shutting down, shutting off. I think, Dewey, you've mentioned before in other episodes, you don't even have your email on your, your cell phone, nope, you know. I don't. And so modeling that behavior, you know, and I, I, I really appreciate that because we all do need that. So work-life balance, work-life balance. What others you got, Ray? You know, I think this idea of, and I know this will speak to your learner, Brianna, is this idea of personal growth and development. And I think that crosses all age gaps. 
I mean, isn't that our purpose is, is to grow and to develop um, as human beings? So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, and again, and I think about interacting with some of the students here on campus, you know, and and how they do have that desire for new knowledge. They have that desire to uh, figure things out and to learn more things. And so we, we used to say, OK, well, as soon as you get your high school graduation, or your college degree, you're done. You know, where in, in fact, it's a lifelong learning process. Absolutely. Um, I just don't do it for a grade anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and a rate at which I seek it has has slowed. Mm, mm-hmm. I still seek it, but not every day and everything, you know, like sometimes I'm like, I'm not upgrading my phone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like there's little areas where I'm just like, no, not going to do it. You know, I, I don't want to stream nine different services, you know, I'm like, "Mm -mm." so in some areas, I do find myself, you know, being the get off my lawn kind of uh, person. (laughs) But, you know, still that curiosity. Yeah. You know, um, what else could I be? And even if that's be a better person tomorrow. Right. And I think because you're right, the speed at which we do that, I'm I'm actually looking forward to that point where maybe I slow down a little bit. (laughs) I, I was up at um, until 3 a.m. the other night. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I got an email skills. from you at one o'clock. I know, I know, but uh, refreshing some skills in uh, the good old AI world. And so I, I have a, a problem, y'all. You have to take my computer away from me. <laughs> well, speaking of that, yeah. you know, that idea of uh, technology and how quickly it changes, I think that's another thing that cuts across generations is our adaptability, right, as human beings. So we're, um, uh, uh, you know, new things happen and we got to learn with it. We got to mm-hmm. we got to go with it. We got to adapt to things. Otherwise, we will often be left behind. That's an interesting one, because I you know, when I when the way you explained it, you know, thinking about adaptability as in here's the 2.0, 3.0, And I think about adaptability as in circumstances, you know, well, we didn't get that grant money. You know, now what? Or, you know, I it, that's. You know, or like, my goodness, when all of us had to go home for months and months, some of us never came back. But, you know, I I think of that. That's interesting. We're still adaptable. But again, you know, in in different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's that's the commonality, though. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, latching on to that, you know, gives you that opportunity to recognize Brianna's uh, adaptability and Dewey's adaptability. I mean, we're all adaptable just to different things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a nice reminder to just get over yourself a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of settle yeah. that ego down. Yeah, I agree. And give other people some grace once in a while. Right. I, I got to yeah. say, well, thinking through that, I really do value it. I can see how just in this last year, Dewey, you, you inspire me to uh, in this adaptability space to really be more adaptable and fluid in um, deadlines and situation, kind of task oriented things that I think I've always been so stringent on. But I, I learned from you in that space because that is an area that that you're incredibly you're you're adaptable in, and you value the flexibility of how we're doing the work. I haven't always done that, but I value the adaptability and learning how to do the work. So something, so to your point, Ray, like we're all we all have it. It might just show itself a little bit differently. And how, I mean, how can we learn from that with each other? What what an asset. Yeah. What an asset. I think about team collaboration, right? So we all commonly are going to have to learn how to, to collaborate as a team. 
we, we're going to, our job has, our type of work has changed, right? You think of a traditional kind of workplace where maybe uh, the focus was coming in and working the line and getting your widgets widgetized, all right? <laughs> but uh, now I rely on people every day. I got to be able to work as a team so that we can effectively get things done. And maybe in a way that obviously would be a lot more powerful than just me doing it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you're right. I think, uh, you know, the nature of work itself has changed over the years mm-hmm. and more can be accomplished by working together than going it alone. And again, think about bringing all the nuances and all these different perspectives to a problem and think about the creativity and the innovation that can come from that. Right. right? Um, right. So yeah, that need to collaborate with each other, that need to um, develop those trust and those interpersonal skills. I think that's a, a need across all generations. Absolutely. And I think within that, we also need to understand that we all commonly want to communicate well with each other. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> we, we want to be able to do it. We're not always so great at doing that, but that is a commonality. You know, when I think through again, some of those moments where we might get a little heated because we see something a little bit differently than someone else does. Well, guess what? How do we spend that time in that space, like leaning in with understanding and respect when we're communicating with each other so that we can truly grasp like their lens in which, you know, that's how we can improve this area of communication. It's not being so um, stringent in your own point of view. It's just really recognizing I'm going to lean in with understanding, respect. I don't have to agree with you still, but I do value communicating. So we're going to keep a free flow of dialogue open. How about that uh, that big R, Dewey, that I I, uh, I think we, we talk a lot about here. I think you're really good in, in this, both you and Ray, in this area of recognition and appreciation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think everybody wants to feel good about what they're doing. Yeah. Right? Everybody wants to feel good about the contribution that they're making. Um, and I don't care what generation we belong to, that needs to be recognized, right? And that needs to be appreciated. Yeah, everybody wants to have that little recognition, I think. Yeah, that's that's a recurring theme I see a lot in coaching is at the at the surface, it looks like, you know, one thing, the behaviors or the interaction between two people. But when you really peel back the layers of that onion, um, it gets down to, you know, lack of feeling appreciated or, mm. you know, whatever. And and so anytime that value is bumped up against, you know, there's always going to be that friction. So everybody at their core, and I say that because that's what I, it's common, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, it's a common enough theme across all the different people I see that it's everyone, every age. Let me ask, when was the last time you all were recognized? Uh, Monday afternoon in a meeting with you and your boss. Okay. What about you, Brianna? Last night, my, my husband told me how much he appreciated, um, me taking on some more responsibilities when he's got a busy work season. Oh, I think that's great, you know, because I usually ask my training participants that mm-hmm. question. When was the last time they were recognized for something at work? And it's been a long time for a lot of them. Oh, you meant at work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I missed that. I don't know that he said that, but okay. right? Communication. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dewey? Yeah. Oh, well, I get lots of recognition and appreciation from you two all the time. Um, you know, I think you even in that same meeting that on Monday, um, 
actually recognized and appreciated me at the same time. So, and I think you did that even this morning, uh, Brianna, when you came in and we were talking uh, this morning. So, uh, heaven, she even got me a, a poinsettia. She brought a poinsettia into the office Aww. for me and a card. I mean, talk about recognition awesome. and appreciation. That was today. Hmm. Yeah. So I do think we're lucky in this team yeah. <laughs> where we can feed each other that because I do think that a lot of people don't get it. Or don't get enough yeah. of it. Well, and what I love, and Ray, you taught me this, is it's not just about like the the recognition component, but it's it's how. Like what is, you yeah. know, we talk about that, like um, the love languages, right? Well, there are languages of appreciation as well. Mm -hmm. So all three of us yeah. on this team probably have a different way in which we like to be recognized and appreciated. And that was the one of the very first questions you asked me, right, when I started here was, how do you like to be recognized? That. That's an incredible question. I'd never been asked that before. How, how did you respond to that question, by the way? Do you uh, remember? Yeah, I think I told, and I don't know if she could correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think I said more in like a one-on-one -on -one environment where uh, you're just telling me specifically what I did and what you liked about it. Okay. Yeah, because it's personal. Personal, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. You know, I remember um, our previous director used to recognize and, you know, acknowledge us after each um training survey would come in and uh, rightful, I mean, every training. And of course, when you're doing three or four a week, that's a lot of emails. And finally, I remember going to you after he left and saying, don't do that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need that. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I never got another email. You know, it was just like, I was like, yeah, don't do that. I don't, it's too much, mm -hmm. too much. What, what else? I guess what, what else comes up when we're thinking through these commonalities? Well, you know, another thing I think that um, kind of touches across generations is just this need to find new solutions, right? This need to find new ways of doing the same things over and over again. Um, so whether we're um, innovating or we're seeing progress, you know, nobody likes to feel like they're a mouse on a wheel that never gets anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that need to innovate and that need to see progress towards that innovation and those new things, I think, definitely cuts across different generations. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I think about innovating, even when I think about adaptability that we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, something that's coming up for me is, you know, I think we all at any stage and age want the why, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, why do we have to change? Why do we need to innovate? You know, and, and for some people, it's, it's, you know, beyond because I said so. Um, <laughs> it is? I, that's my mother's voice. Yeah. That's my mother's voice. Change by decree. So. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. But I think the why kind mm -hmm. of permeates um, in there, the rationale behind it. Yeah. My son, you mentioned that, the because I said so. And we are in that space right now where I have actually found that <laughs> coming out of my mouth more frequently than I ever thought it would. <laughs> and, yep. and, and he continues to push, though. He's like, well, why do you say so? And I'm like... <sighs> when is this going to yeah. end? <laughs> because I'm older and I'm stronger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. That level of curiosity is certainly there. Mm -hmm. Certainly there. So, yeah. yeah. And it does change with age. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not a generational thing. That's an age thing. Right. You know, we, we become less curious the older we are. When I think through this, and we've listed off several different commonalities at this point, you know, and all of this really does require us to to really focus on, you know, that mindset shift. You know, we often want to look at someone else and we want to judge the, their behavior and we want to react to their behavior and, and we want to focus on on some of those things. Ultimately, we can't control because guess what? I can't control you. 
Right. And I should never want to. You know, that that's the other thing is really kind of diving deep into the spaces of recognizing where is your motivation in this and what is it that you can control in this space? So, um, you know, there's going to be personality differences. There's going to be ways in which we do thing differences. There's going to be so many differences out there. But ultimately, that is to what makes the difference and has gotten us to where we are today as a society. So how do I just shift my mindset to recognizing what are some of those things that we might be able to really agree on that might start then? And we're talking about these, right? These commonalities. We might then be able to kind of build a better foundation of understanding and respect Mm -hmm. for the other individuals that maybe aren't seeing things the way that we see them. And you mentioned it earlier, right at the top of the hour here, considering the idea like we want to value these differences and this diversity because ultimately, like, let's be frank, nobody wants a bunch of Brianna's running around. okay? and and (laughs) I don't want that. Nobody else wants that. And so let's really uh, let's appreciate this. I've learned so much from the two of you. And we we have uh, experience gap, right? Which when I think of, of you, uh, Dewey and Ray here on the team and, and where I am and my goodness, I, I would feel lost if I hadn't had that. And you know, what's so cool about that, Brianna, is that I would feel lost if you weren't on the team now either, because mm-hmm. you do, mm-hmm. you bring such talent to the teams and talents that both Ray and I do not have. Um, and so if you were to go, that would, I, I don't know how I'd handle that. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's about appreciating those differences, right? Yeah. And and learning that we all kind of see the world just a little bit differently, but that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just different. Absolutely. It makes me think about when we were doing this very first show. I think the story or the narrative that we talked about was it's like having a fruit salad with all of the same fruit. Love mm. You yeah. know, how interesting would that be if it was just a bowl of cut up bananas? <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes I feel like we are just a bowl of cut up bananas. But, you know, like we've got to have some grapes and you've got to have some strawberries, and maybe some peaches. What about a little, uh, a little you know, pineapple? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that uh, blueberries. I mean, that's what makes it so interesting and so rich and and, uh, and you know, celebrating all of that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm glad we did this because I really did want to clear the air. I know we're, we're, we're out of time at this point, but really kind of clear the air on that, the, that mindset that I've heard a lot, you know, this idea of some of those generational differences and how it's making it difficult to work together. Well, your mindset is making it difficult to work together right now. Let's be honest. It's not the generational difference. And so um, really kind of leaning into what, what again, what can I control? How can I look at this maybe through a different lens and think through uh, working to better together with people that are a little bit different than me? Yeah. And I'm going to end with just one little story uh, from a training session. Um, so we were talking about this in a training session one day and, and a gentleman who was a, an older baby boomer raised his hand and he just said, well, Dewey, I just don't even hire him. It, those young workers anymore. I just don't hire them. And I just thought to myself, well, you're not going to be in business long, are you? <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I yeah. can't get enough of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. Well, thank you all for leaning into this. I know this is always like we get the request for training on it. And for us, it's, it is, it is sometimes difficult to want to lean in um, to this topic. We know it's important to people. And so we really, uh, we wanted to do an episode on it, talk a little bit about it, help us understand we have a lot more in common than we realize. And uh, and that's our goal. So next week, here's an even bigger thing that I'm so excited about. Dewey. Yes. Do you have something special happening next week? Well, I do. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you want to share with our listeners, Dewey? I'm turning the big 6-0. Yes! Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. So we are That is worthy of a celebration. It is. And we are so excited to be able to do that to bring you along with us here on the Weekly Workplace. So tune in next week as uh, we learn more about our fearless leader and his 60 years of experience here on Earth. Uh, we're looking forward to that. And so definitely wanting to, to celebrate all of the goodness that he brings. And uh, and so team, thank you for the hearty discussion. And until next week at that celebration, go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Peace.